Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Our text today is from the Gospel lesson, especially the words of Jesus. Let not your hearts be troubled. Thus far our text. Dear friends in Christ, Jesus says to his disciples, including Philip and James, let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus says these things while even his own heart is troubled. According to St. John, just a few chapters before this. The heart of Jesus is troubled because of what will soon happen. Betrayal, arrest, trial, wrongful death. But Jesus knows why these things will happen. For the good of his disciples. And so he says, as they get ready to face one of the most difficult 24-hour periods of their lives, let not your hearts be troubled. Philip had been troubled before. He always seems to be just a little bit off, in fact, a little bit troubled. When Jesus called to him way back in the beginning of the Gospel of John, follow me, instead Philip goes and he finds his friend Nathanael instead. I found the one that Moses spoke of. Why don't you come with me and see? In John 6, when Jesus said to the disciples, feed these 5,000 people, Philip says, not even a year's worth of money could buy enough food to feed all these people. When Greeks come on Holy Week to see Jesus, they come first to Philip. And Philip, uncertain of what to do, goes and tells Andrew first, and Andrew goes with him to talk to Jesus. Philip seems to have little self-confidence, always wanting to run things by others first, uncertain of what to do, a little bit nervous. His heart seems to always be troubled. That's why Jesus in his last hours, says those words. Let not your hearts be troubled. Many of the disciples are confused and troubled on that night. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way to get there? Jesus replies, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You come to the Father through me. And Philip pipes up and adds in, Lord, why don't you just show us the Father? That'd be enough. Show us God. 
And Jesus rebukes him. Do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? In other words, Jesus speaks the truth. I am God. Just as the Father is God, just as the Holy Spirit is God. We are Trinity in unity, unity in Trinity. Don't you get it? And Philip is still uncertain. A little while later, Jesus is gone, arrested, tried, and crucified. What is there to have peace in this last day of Christ's life? How could your heart not be troubled when Jesus says right before he's taken away, don't you know who I am? Don't you believe yet? All the disciples are troubled. Friday, Saturday, and even the first part of Sunday, the day of Easter, the day when Jesus rose from the dead. That's why they were hiding in the upper room. James, too, felt the feeling of uncertainty and overwhelmedness at God and his Son, at the cross, at the blood, at the death. But when the risen Lord Jesus is seen, suddenly everything becomes clear. Suddenly the troubles melt away. Suddenly things make sense. Now, seeing the Lord Jesus, they are at peace. Peace spoken into existence to them by the very Son of God who is risen. Now, with the death and resurrection of Jesus, their hearts no longer need to be troubled. For Christ has taken care of everything. Death is not their end. The troubles of this world are overcome. Nothing can take their Lord from them again. Jesus is risen, so let not your hearts be troubled. So, dear Christian, is your heart ever troubled? Of course it is. Don't deny that fact. Your heart is troubled often, so is mine. What is it, then, that troubles you? Is it the actions of your children, the choices that they've made, which you know to be bad decisions, and yet those choices are still out of your control, so you worry? Is it how you're going to take care of your parents as they age? 
Where will they live? Who will take care of them? How will you meet the medical expenses that arise? Is it your spouse? And what's going on in their life? Their sickness, their struggles. Is it cancer, dementia, addiction, poverty, weakness, or some other malady of this sinful world that troubles your heart? Are you troubled about relationships with loved ones, relationships with those at work, relationships with those at church? Are you troubled by a particularly serious sin from your past, which is always seared into your conscience, which you can never seem to erase or forget? Are you troubled by the loss of loved ones, the sting of death? Are you troubled from that time when someone sinned against you or left you in a bad situation? Dear Christian, what is it that troubles your heart? What is it that weighs it down? I don't know necessarily what it is that troubles you, not for all who are here. I don't know all the quandaries that you face. But I can tell you this, God knows your troubles. And God has done what's necessary to take care of them in the person and work of Jesus. The cross, the grave, and the resurrection of Jesus are an answer to your troubles as well. And the words that Jesus speaks at the beginning of our gospel lesson are not just for Philip or James or for the disciples, they are for you and for all the church on earth. Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Don't mistake these words as words of law, as if Jesus is saying, worry less, be troubled less, do it now, now on the count of three, one, two, three, stop worrying. That's not how Christ works. Those words, let not your hearts be troubled, are words of promise. Words spoken by the Lord when he knew how he would solve your troubles. Words spoken by the Lord before he's killed on the cross. 
It's as if he says to you, don't worry, I'll take care of you. Don't worry, you are never alone. Don't worry, I will conquer your sin. Don't worry, you are holy in my eyes because you are clothed in my righteousness. My blood covers your guilt, your sin, and your shame. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Have peace in me and what I do for you. Peace, not as the world talks about peace, not just a lack of fighting for a time, not a temporary truce, but peace, real peace that is one for you, peace between you and God, peace won by the blood of Christ. Your sin cannot trouble you any longer because Jesus died for it. Your guilt does not belong to you any longer. Christ has taken it away. Yes, the world may kill you, but only temporarily. The resurrected Lord has promised that you will live forever. Are you afflicted with poverty? All the riches of God have been bestowed upon you through Jesus, through baptism, through his word. Are you ashamed of the past? Christ's blood covers over it all. Let not your hearts be troubled. As Christ says to Philip, to James, and to the church, in my house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also forever. This world might weigh you down. This world might be overwhelming. This world might really stink. This world might have challenges. Let not your heart be troubled. You belong to Jesus, not the world. Don't let your heart be afraid. You're in the care of Jesus. You always will be. He lives always for you. He gives his gifts abundantly to you. He gives sacraments to you to create faith. Let not your hearts be troubled. No matter what happens, no matter what challenges arise. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus. For Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.
And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.